It is Wednesday, May 10th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The Celtics on the brink of elimination. And the Nuggets blast the Suns. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Philadelphia with a strong performance by Embiid, 115-103 winners over the Celtics. Nikola Jokic with a triple-double as the Nuggets beat the Suns, take a 3-2 series lead. And KD got a tech. Uh, in this one, Ooh, no, little, no, no, little shoving. Yeah, bad uh, stuff. Come on, grow up, bro. Uh, what is the Vegas lead, Scott? Where are we starting? Let's obviously start with the NBA because uh, we built a same game parlay for tonight's Lakers Warriors game. It was myself, AJ, RJ Bell, Steve Fezzik, and Mackenzie Rivers. We will provide that bet for you coming up. In a few minutes. But let's talk about what happened last night in the 76ers. 115-103 win over the Celtics, taking a 3-2 series lead in a a result that I, I feel like a lot of people were shocked by. Because with the series tied at two games apiece, Boston being at home. Hmm. I wonder who wasn't shocked by this result. Yeah, we get it. You were like, <laughs> I don't understand this line. No respect for Philadelphia. No respect. Well, I I I understand why the line was the way it was. But also, Boston's not as good as they were last year. That's what I'm saying. Can, yeah. we, can we at least agree now, Whatever, let, if the Celtics come back and win this series, God bless Which them. they can. But can we at least admit the gap between the Sixers and the Celtics was nowhere near what people thought it was coming into the playoffs? I agree. And I think the difference is now, especially in last night's game, I think Embiid is probably as healthy as he's been. Uh, he took the brace off. He dominated that game last night. 33 points on, you know, 10 of 23 shooting is not great, but he had 33 points. He had seven rebounds. He had four blocks. Yep. There was that one play where he chased, you know, he ran down the court after turning the ball over and got the block. That just showed me that he's as healthy as he's been in these playoffs. And that's a scary situation for the Celtics to be in. Yeah, Maxie had a big game as well. And I think, you know, the numbers for James Harden last night weren't, you know, 42 points. Mm-hmm. Or what, but the idea that he could go out the, the game after he had 42 and carried them to an overtime win, that he can go out and go four of eight from the field – 10 assists. Yeah, he was more of a walk away with yep. 17 points and be perfectly happy in that role. Man, that's that's big for the Sixers. Like after 42 points, we've seen this the last couple games. After he had the big game, he was out there chucking trying to find mm-hmm. it and it was a total nightmare. Uh then the Celtics end up blowing out the Sixers. This time he said, "You know what? If jo- Joel's on it tonight, I'm going to let Joel get involved. Tyrese is shooting the ball well. I'm going to get the ball to him." I thought James Harden in a a non-scoring role last night, or at least a non-dominant scoring role last night, played a really good game as well. What's amazing is uh, I was looking at this earlier. You know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are obviously the two scorers for the Boston Celtics. And and they were again. And they were again. 
And in the regular season this year, when those two players combined for 60 points, they were 37 and eight in the playoffs, though, when they have combined for 60 or more points, they're just five and four. Mm. That includes last night, them combining for 60 points and them losing. Maybe they need more from Marcus Smart. Maybe they need anything from Al Horford. How about anything from a front court player? Yeah. Al Horford, Grant Williams, Mike Muscala, Mm -hmm. and Robert Williams, Time Lord. Those four guys combined for four points Mm -hmm. last night. You're getting nothing easy. No... No big man gimme play. Like, you got to get something at the rim. Yeah, they went deeper into their bench last night, which I liked. You know, Peyton Pritchard played nine minutes. Um, and I think that's something that Joe Mazzula talked about was going into his bench a little bit more. This is still a coaching mismatch right now. And I think it's being – it wasn't talked about enough. I think after the late game mishaps earlier in this series with the not calling a timeout, now it's kind of come to the forefront – seeing the way that the Sixers now were able to win this game in Boston last night. I think you should just say, AJ, you were right. I'm not, I'm not quitting yet. Okay. I'm not quitting. All right. yet. You know, I ain't hear no bell, but I was right that this Celtics team is not last year's Boston. No. And I think they, they the are big not difference. And, and we can talk about coaching, but also Robert Williams last year, Robert Williams was a major factor for this Celtics team. He was borderline defensive player of the year, right there with Marcus smart. And he was one of the biggest reasons why the Celtics had the best defense in the NBA for, you know, from January on, he was a rim protector, the way that they were able to play their defensive scheme. It, they utilized him and you can say it's the injury, Maybe it's the system, but him not really having a big role on this team right now is the complete difference from what we saw last year in the playoffs. Yeah, and, he, and he's getting about six six minutes less per game, and that was in the regular season. And obviously, he's, he's not been a big factor in this postseason either. So we take a look at the next game, which is do or die for the Boston Celtics in Philadelphia and the Celtics two-point favorites. Yeah, that, that I to mean, send it, it back to Boston for a game seven. There's still no uh, no respect to the Sixers here. Um, I, I think the Sixers can finish the series off here. Like I'm not saying it's like I, I feel great about it, but I, I think the Sixers realize that the worst thing that can happen is this goes back to to Boston for a game seven. So I don't think you see them let up off the gas here. I, I think you see a full blown effort. I I I kind of think the Sixers finish the job in six. Mm. All right, uh, I. I Selfishly, I'd like to see a game seven. Game sevens are fun. I want to see a game seven. I just want to be right. Yeah, that 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 helps too. <laughs> Elsewhere, last I'm big night, on that. That's the, my favorite thing. The Nuggets with a 118-102 route of the Phoenix Suns. Jokic with 29 points, 13 boards, 12 dimes. As it was, honestly, I don't want to call it over from the start. But they dominated the first quarter. Phoenix got back into it a little bit before half. But then the Nuggets ran away with it in the third quarter. And you want to talk about no respect. Like, the the odds of this series have not been really overwhelming in favor of the Nuggets. And they probably should have been. Because maybe the Nuggets are the best team right now left in these NBA playoffs. Well, what I do know is this: the Suns, if KD and Booker combine to shoot like 33% from the field, 
they're not going to win very many games. Like, at least not in this series. Uh, very inefficient night for both of those guys. And what it, what it boiled down to it was a couple of the role players for the Nuggets, namely Michael Porter Jr., who I called out for being a bonehead uh, last time they played. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was phenomenal uh, last night. And uh, the the Nuggets – oh, I, I forgot. Uh, I didn't even mention that um, – I don't know why his name, Bruce Brown, also fantastic in that game last night. So they had some guys maybe unexpectedly step up and play good ball. Uh, and the the Sun stars were off. I've been hesitant to believe in the Nuggets, uh, you know, since the beginning of the postseason. What they're doing in this series right now is it's hard to, like, it's hard to pretend that it's not real. Like, this is... The Suns were the team that everyone was talking about as the team. They're the favorites to win yeah. the West. Now they're on the well, brink of elimination, they, and they're it, getting they're getting bullied. Yeah, right it's now. because they have the best players. Yeah, like and, and on maybe, paper, that but there's there's no depth, and that was exposed again last night. Like it, there's it's it, it's Booker Durant, Aiton will help out some, although on offense it's very hit or miss. Who else is scoring for this team? I mean, last night, outside of those three, I think the high score might have been nine points, seven points, something like that. Uh, Nine points for Terrence Ross off the bench. That was the team high after the top three. And again, like I said, Durant and Booker both had very inefficient nights shooting the ball. So it was a recipe for disaster from the go. Suns minus three and a half to force a game seven. At home? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's... it seems like a fair number. Um, they're cert- the Suns are still getting more respect than the 76ers are, certainly. Yep. Um, but, again. It's more of a line than what we saw in game three and four. Well, game three was minus four. But uh, game four was a little bit less. But, yeah, this is kind of they haven't lost the game at home yet. You know, this this is the true definition of the whole cliche. A team, <laughs> the series doesn't start until a team loses a home game, right? Uh, this is how this series has gone. Nuggets took the first two at home. Then the Suns evened it up. I, I think we can – I don't want nothing safe to assume. You shouldn't assume anything. But I like the Suns in game six. I do think that – and I part of me thinks that Chris Paul comes back and, and maybe provides a little bit of a spark. I think – yeah, I think this is what we get. I think we're going to get a game seven. Uh you're probably right. I, I don't feel fantastic about it because we're seeing in this series there's there's no uh, there's no answer for Jokic. Like think about last night's game. Jokic scored 29 points. That was like a bad night for him in this series. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's put up 50 something in this series. He's put up a 39. I think. I don't know how they stop that guy. And if you don't stop him, everything has to go perfect for your team on offense. So if we just assume Jokic is going to go in and score 43 points, let's just say if he does that, are, are did the Suns like, how well do they have to play to keep up? I, I don't, I don't know that Chris Paul coming back right now is the best thing that could happen for this team. Like, is Chris Paul going to fix things? I, I, I don't see that, especially Chris Paul, who's an older gentleman. Is he going to be in game shape right now? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of questions. 
I assume we're going to get a game seven here, but I certainly don't feel comfortable about it. Well, let's get into the games tonight. We'll start with the Knicks at home against the Miami Heat. Uh, Knicks, three and a half point favorites. And yeah, there's not a lot to like about the way the Knicks have played this series. There's not a lot to like about the Knicks as a favorite for sure. I will say this, though. I think Julius Randle's comments are going to lead to a good start for the Knicks because, first off, they're going to feed off the Madison Square Garden crowd. They're facing elimination, and there's been so, you know, so much has been made about his comments about the Heat wanting it more that I think if there was ever a, a, a time where the Knicks come out with maximum effort, it's in the first quarter. And the line is reflecting that. Knicks are minus one and a half in the first quarter. Yeah, I, I mean, and certainly for a, a game that's minus three and a half for the full game, uh, it, it seems like that's what the market it tends to believe. My question is, like, if there was ever a time the Knicks were going to come out fully motivated, wouldn't it have been when they were down two games yeah, to one last yeah. game and they didn't? They just completely no-showed that game? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So I, I don't know what the Knicks' belief is, and I, I think there's a real possibility that what Julius Randle said is just the truth. Like, the, the Heat want this series more, and, it, like, the Heat are underdogs. They, they fight like underdogs. They are – they're a tough team to to get rid of because you look at them and you see Jimmy Butler and I don't want to say a cast of misfits, but it kind of is a cast of misfits. Yeah. It's like an overpaid Duncan Robinson. It's a, an aging Kyle Lowry. Like what's what, what do you see and go, oh, man, this team is dangerous. No, it's it's not. But as a team, they continue to exceed expectations. And this is a team that's been, you know, deep in the playoffs the last several years. This is a team that that knows what it takes to get there. So it's hard to uh, it's hard to write them off. It's scary if you, to write them off because I think a lot of people saw the eight by their by their name, wrote them off in round one. How'd that work out for Milwaukee? And I think maybe foolishly after seeing what the Knicks did to the Cavs, people wrote them off coming into this series. Mm-hmm. I guarantee. The Celtics or the Sixers will take this. They will take this Heat team seriously yeah. if, if it comes to that in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, you think Tyler Hero comes back at all? I think that'd be huge. I, I mean, he, I, I think even for, just like limited minutes off the bench. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. For the Heat to have a chance against a, a Philly or a Boston, I think they have to have him. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, or you, or you're talking about in the Eastern Conference Finals, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. That, I think for them to have a chance, they need him. They need that second scorer like that. Uh, I, and I imagine he'll he'll give it his best to to be mm. there if he can. Makes them a little bit more dangerous. Uh, the big game tonight. Well, they're both big, but the bigger. Or game, do the Knicks win? I don't. Wanna, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't lay it. Okay. I wouldn't lay it. I. But will you I take think three Knicks, and a half. Knicks first quarter. That's the play. Okay. All right. Knicks first quarter. I like that. I. 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 I tend to like the Heat in this game. Uh, but I Knicks first I, quarter one and a half. I wouldn't oppose you on that certainly. Knicks win the first quarter like thirty three twenty four. Oh, but then you you should probably feel good about the whole game. Nah, because they'll blow it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the marquee game of the night is the Lakers and the Warriors, and while recording the dream preview, uh, RJ Bell's dream preview, which is the number one sports podcast now on Apple Podcasts. Hey, yeah. yeah. And if you're listening to us on that feed. Give us a follow at Straight Out of Vegas AM. Yes. This week only, we're on both feeds all five days, but uh, next week we'll be back to normal. So if you like our show, give us a listen over at uh, Straight Out of Vegas AM. Give us a follow there. Search Straight Out of Vegas. 
O-U-T-T-A, straight out of Vegas, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, but we built a same-game parlay. Obviously, it was the entire crew, the Wise Guy Roundtable, R.J. Bell, Steve Fezzik, Mackenzie Rivers, A.J. Hoffman, and myself as we discussed how we wanted to bet the Lakers and the Warriors. All right, so we're on the Golden State Warriors to win this game, and so we're going to utilize some correlations here with the way that we feel this game is going to play out. And the first leg of this four-leg same-game parlay is the Golden State Warriors to win the first half. Minus a half. This is a three-way bet. There is no push. So Golden State Warriors first half winner. The second bet is the Golden State Warriors to win the third quarter. Again, three-way bet. There is no push. So they have to win the third quarter. The theory is is that that is where the real separation occurs. That if the Warriors are going to go on to win this game and cover the game line, which is our third leg of this parlay, Warriors minus seven, that the separation occurs in the third quarter. And we've seen that. We saw it happen in the Lakers game that we've referenced before in that game five in Memphis. In the third quarter, that's when, you know, they went on a little bit of a run. They pulled to within one, but then... The Grizzlies just extended it. They won that quarter, 33-24, and that was it. That's all that. That's all she wrote. Lakers actually won the fourth quarter in that game, but the third quarter is where the separation occurs. And because we're on the Warriors to win the first half, win the third quarter, and cover the seven-point line you know, of the game. Just on my, we didn't even look at the and the fourth quarter into the mix. No, we because not. we well, we didn't. Let's let's see what it does. You want to add Warriors fourth quarter? Or yeah, Lakers let's just see quarter. what it does and see what Fez thinks. So what do you think it should do, Fez? Let's he'll do it and we'll see. Like what's your guess? Um keep in I mind th- the Lakers did win that fourth quarter in game five against Memphis. Yeah, I I what I'm saying is that's why I think we might really jack this payoff because I have a feeling that they're really gonna sit down. I mean, our whole assumption is they sit down. It, it, it it's gonna be hard to cover the fourth quarter, but given you cover the fourth quarter then you can't even put them to win the game because it's because that's not even a leg of the parlay because if they win the first half the third quarter and the fourth quarter then they, well, they, they could still they could I mean we'll they, see no they no they can't they, well, they can win by one each time they so they we're can't betting, lose we're the game we're betting minus 7 they can't they, they, oh, we're betting they, minus 7 though oh yeah 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 you're right you're right and so it's possible so before we end Sorry. the fourth quarter let yeah. me give the fourth leg of the <laughs> yeah. parlay which oh, okay. is, which is lebron james under 25 and a half points and the theory is, and this is what you think is the most correlated, is if they're behind, he isn't going to be putting good energy after bad energy. He'll be game. disengaged, if not on the taken on taken out of the game completely. And and what what I like about this and the pricing of works out to be right around four to one. You said right? It has gone down, to, but very close to four to one. Plus three eighty six right now. Keeps going I, down. And what what I like about this is this is a complete comp. This is a complete and total comp to the Memphis game. And if you had bet this in the Memphis game. You would have cashed it easily. You would right? have cashed it, yes. Yeah. All right. So what happens if we add the fourth? If we add Warriors as the fourth quarter winner, mm-hmm. it's plus seven seventy three. Ooh. That's uh, gonna be hard to pass up on. I, I think, mean it's yeah. almost it's almost giving it even money, yeah. right? Yeah. I like that. I Doug. think let's add it. Let's now, but add let's it. think about what would we pull? So what what the bet right now is what? Warriors first half winner. Uh huh. Warriors third quarter winner. So we get rid of the third and do the fourth. 
No. Okay. Because we want, we, want, we want LeBron to be out of the game right. because, of, yeah. Uh-huh. Warriors, fourth quarter winner. Uh-huh. Warriors minus seven for the game. Mm-hmm. LeBron under 25 and a half points. Let me ask you one thing. I'm curious. Take out the minus seven because I think it's almost redundant. It's going to be really hard. Happens. That's interesting. That's yeah, I'm wondering if it's going to change. You take that. out the minus seven plus 754. That's it, good Good job. And it was what? Seven 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 seventy three. So there's no reason to yeah. to screw around with that for twenty seven. There's no Steven reason if you it, it's they right, could yeah. win every one of them by two. Plus seven seventy three to plus seven fifty four. There's a minimal change. There's no alternative line though. You can do alternative lines, whatever you'd like. All right. So what's what? Let's try a high like a fifteen. Let's play fifteen. Yeah, something like that. Oh, that's gonna be fun now. <laughs> um, now, see, right. now Keep I, the fourth quarter also. As he's doing this, I think if if. Back at the track, and I used to lose out the wazoo at the dog track. Whew. I mean, I, I got my master's degree there, and it all was in losers. But one thing, if you used to have a key horse or a couple key horses, then you do the slashes around it, right? I think we got to— I used to do that all the time. Yeah, but got, the one with the exacto with every other horse. So the all, as they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but in this case, I think maybe we got this core, and then we say once we go with a 15-point line, once we go with 20— Diversify, So tell me which—what uh, do you want to do first? Let's try 15. So 14 and a half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four, uh, Warriors minus 14 and a half pushes this to plus 924. So not that much. Not, I, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, I don't think it is. I, I could see losing that one. Now, now, the key of all this math is that basically we price this all out, and given the Warriors win the first half, win the third quarter, cover the game, we need LeBron to go under 60% of the time. And you know what? That does not seem a bridge too far at all 60% to me. 60% assuming the other yes, scenario. Yes, that seems very reasonable. In fact, if you told me all this other stuff happened, do I want LeBron over plus 150? Hell no. I want to lay 150. It goes under. Yeah. So how would you how would you go about this? Meaning, do you make the bet and then make a half the bet with the additional leg, or you just go with this big jumbo leg? I mean, how, oh, what? I always like to diversify a little, but I was disappointed with the jumbo lay. So I might do like, I might put a pizza bet, like maybe one. Well, we're already up to nine hundred. So do we add the third and the fourth in all of it, or do we go half with the third? You think the third's key to the LeBron correlation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I think it's fine right now with the third and the fourth. Mm-hmm. And without the Warriors minus seven. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. If you put the Warriors minus seven in there, I would take out the fourth quarter. Well, we'll, we'll lose more than. Yeah, I think we leave out the seven and and yeah, and, yeah. And stick and leave with the, the seven fifty four. I, I think that's the best. What do you think, Mackenzie? I'm worried about a fourth quarter that doesn't matter at all, where nobody plays. Like I'd rather have Curry under thirty one and a half with this game scenario. Uh, thinking, you know, why under Curry? Because you know. When you blow a team out, everybody sits. Curry but played 29 minutes in game two. You know, LeBron played 28. The, the, That's the kind of scenario that I expect. I agree with you, but the problem is, is that Curry is correlated positively to all these other. You would think so. I looked it up while we were talking. Uh, 40 games, the Warriors have won by 15 points in the playoffs. Only 13, he's scored 35 or more, or 32 or more. 31 and a half is a huge. Oh, you had a lot of numbers there, bud. So say say 40 times the Warriors under the Kerr era have won the playoff game by 15 plus. All right, so 40 times they've won. By 15-plus, go ahead. In those games, only 14 of the times have they gone. has Curry gone over 32. Now, that's really interesting. That is counterintuitive. You would think— How many times have they won by eight? <laughs> because when they're winning by 15, you're like, they're scoring a lot of points. You know, so yeah. Curry's getting a lot of points those well, first well, three I'd be quarters. interested to see the split when he does or doesn't in minutes. I guess it's—I'm yeah. betting it's driven by minutes. Yeah. 
Um, what would you say if the game is, let's just be reasonable. Let's say that they're up 15 going state going in the fourth. What is your fourth quarter line? Thinking. Normally, I'd make the Lakers like a one-point favorite. Mm-hmm. So in this case, maybe this Golden case, State one and a half. Golden State one-point favorite. All right. I'd make, it pl- I'd make it plus 100. <laughs> now, do we maybe do this? If it's a tie game, what would you make Golden State in the fourth? Thinking. I mean, at least the spread. I mean. I, I, I Because there was seven, two. two, uh, two minus two minus 20. What's the current fourth quarter line? Because it seems like the, the way they would do it now is have a split. It's, it's probably one and a quarter. Golden State? Yeah. Fourth quarter is Warriors. Minus one and a quarter. <laughs> minus a half. Really? Minus yeah. a half, minus 114. Well, you know what? That that seems woefully light because I like that. That's because if saying. Golden State's kicking their butts, I'm still willing. I'm perfectly fine laying yeah. the half. And if Golden State's tied, I'm ha- I'm very happy. This laying is a the scenario half. where typically they're giving you the the split of in scenario one. It's this scenario two. It's this. We're going to split the difference. But actually, scenario two gets is is different this time because of the the scenario. I can't think of a scenario I'm unhappy with Golden State minus a half. And you can think of a scenario you're very happy. Yes. You want to do it? Um, if if everyone that I have access to copies that, but which I'm not optimistic oh. about, yeah, okay. exactly. I absolutely want to yeah, do. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Do me a f- yeah, whatever you yeah, whatever you, uh, yeah, yeah. Up to a dime if you. I mean, I know it's limited, but whatever you can get. No, right. I like it, and obviously, like a half point's worth like ten cents. So if we can get the money line minus one twenty, that's the same as laying a half. You are, you're the master at that. Yeah. You like that, Mackenzie? It's the same problem that I just had. I, I think it's going to be a blowout in which the fourth quarter is completely coin flip. So the, I like the third quarter. But I though. don't think it's a. I don't think it's like normally. Like I said, the Lakers would be fair. Now I think but I still would right. make. If you knew it was a blowout. Oh, and then Golden inclined. State empties. If it's like a twenty-eight point yeah, favorite, now like, both teams. Yeah, we're playing it because we think there's a reasonable chance. You want it to be a twelve-point lead, yeah, not the line a, seven. I mean, it's yeah. not. It's just not. They're not giving money away at seven. If, yeah. if I had to bet seven, I'm betting the Lakers. Mm-hmm. If I could lay five and a half, I'd lay five and a half. I mean, I think it, that's the corridor it's in, you know. Is but five. I love your rule too here, where yeah. you go back. You know what? What, what? If if the line is five, what's kind of a value? Well, yeah, all right. I like Golden State. You're like, if the line's nine, of course I'm betting the Lakers. I don't know. They how could win. You, I don't know. They how could you, win. I don't know how you could lay it. Yeah. At this point, and think that you have value. I get the vague betters. People are vague and say, oh, they're going to blow them out. So they don't even think, well, what should the number be? So it feels to me, that, and I think the general consensus is, we expect the Warriors to to roll here. Uh, mm-hmm. And I bet this game at five and a half, it was quickly up to seven uh, where it stayed now. I don't know that there's any value on the Warriors at seven now. Uh, I mean, RJ last night was basically laughing at the idea yeah. the Warriors yep. were seven. Yep. But I, I I wouldn't be running to to bet the Lakers at seven or uh, getting seven either. Uh, this feels like a at home. This championship caliber roster is too proud to to go down at home in front of their crowd. I I just can't picture that happening. Uh, so I I think the Warriors win big. And he, and here's a uh, here's my best bet for the pod because I do think the Warriors are going to win big. It's on a Lakers player. Over his points total. That makes a whole lot of sense, right? Rui Hachimura, who has had his, he's gotten his most minutes in these games that have been blowouts. When LeBron and AD sit, he's the guy who goes out there. And it's not like they're just going to stop scoring altogether. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be some points scored. His point total is six and a half. In the three games that the Lakers have lost in this postseason, 
He has averaged 16 and a half points per game in 25 minutes. So I think if he gets 25 minutes, he's going to go well over that six and a half points. Uh, and like I said, I expect this to the Lakers. Once once the Lakers get start to get blown out, they their two biggest stars are older guys. Those guys are going to sit, and Hachimura is going to get those minutes. So over six and a half for Rui Hachimura, my best bet for the pod. And I'll stick to my LeBron under 25 and a half. I'm R.J. Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle, and they got, like, a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1 and all of a sudden you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well... I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With pick six, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Well, we nailed both hockey games last night as the Hurricanes and Devils went over five and a half, six one. The Hurricanes blew out the Devils up three games to one now in their series. And the Stars Kraken go over five and a half, six three. Dallas wins in Seattle, evening up that series at two games apiece. So let's talk about the Devils, who you said th- they're going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Well, I said the winner of this series. The winner, the, of the, the winner of Devils-Hurricanes. Well, I thought you said the winner of Devils-Rangers was going to Stanley Cup Finals. Well, yeah, so that would incline the Devils. Right. But now we readjust. Okay. We live and in like, a different world now. What's going on with the Devils? Why do they stink now? Uh, they're not getting the goaltending. They it, it, And that's it, what saved them against the that, Rangers. Exactly. But now this is the fourth game in a row that they have pulled their goaltender. Ooh, like, that's not a good sign. And and by pull, I mean yanked their 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 goaltender and benched him. 
yeah. in favor of the other one. I think maybe they might have to go to like their third goaltender, try and save them, and see if like Mackenzie Blackwood can can play one of these games facing elimination. I, I don't know. Maybe that's the only thing that can happen because you start the series with the Kira Schmid. He stinks. You have to pull him and put it in Vitek Vanacek. Vitek Vanacek finally has a decent game and saves you, but then he you know disappears and you have to pull him again. This has just been a bad, bad series. Even the game that they won, it was 8-4. Like, the offense was a, a great. They were great. They still allowed four goals. Yeah. In every other every other loss, though, the three, I mean, the three losses, they've only scored one goal. The, the results of these, these games, 5-1, 6-1, 6-1. Those are the devil's losses. That's not competitive. And they're giving up goals in bunches, which is like the worst thing that you can do. It's like two minutes changes the entire game. Five second period goals yep. for the Hurricanes. Yep. Yes. And and it, 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 it's it been goals in bunches, as I mentioned. You know, this was a 1-1. This was a one nothing Devils game early on, by the way. It was 1-1 going into the second. And then within like a less than three-minute span, it goes from being 1-1 to 3-1. And then, like, two minutes later, it goes 4-1 and then 5-1. Yeah. It's just goals in bunches have been the difference in this series. It has completely changed the way it has played out. And I think you have to have some serious, serious concerns that the Devils will be able to, to, to win a game and force this series back to New Jersey. I don't know if they can make it happen. I, I think I'd, I'm more comfortable just betting the over once again. It's going to be five and a half for that game tomorrow night, but uh, I'm not confident in the Devils, um, certainly with the way that they have looked in this series. I am confident in Dallas. This is a game I did bet the over because every Dallas and Seattle game has gone over this season, the every regular season game and all the playoff games. I think it's now, what, seven straight overs these two teams yeah. have played. Um, Dallas is too good to go down 3-1. I don't want to call it a fluke performance in the loss in game three, but they, yeah, they got blown out. Things just uh, didn't go well for them. Everything went well for them in the game last night. They took a one nothing lead into the first period. They wound up taking a 4 nothing lead before, you know, Seattle, you know, got back into it. The over hit in the second period. Seattle did score twice in the third. I guess you can make it quite, not only say quite, they made it interesting at five to three, and then you have the empty nets. Anything could happen with the empty net, but, uh, you know, Dallas was able to put it in uh, the insurance one with the empty net and win this game six to three. And the odds show exactly what I think is going to happen, and that is Dallas winning this series. You look at the series price right now, Dallas is minus 200. They have two of the final three games at home, and I think that's the way that the series plays out with Dallas winning it and going to the Western Conference Finals. Let's take a look at the games that we have on the schedule tonight where the Maple Leafs will look to stave off elimination and avoid the sweep they in have Florida to win, against right? the Panthers. They have to win tonight. Well, or else the season's over, yes. I mean, but, I mean, like, you, they're too good. Like on paper, you would think you and and the, it's not like they've been really blown out. Like it, it was four two in game number one, right? And identical three two finishes in games two and three. They've been in every game. It's just that Florida has been better. Sergey Bobrovsky's been better, and I'm really worried about the goaltending situation for Toronto because. 
you know, Ilya Samsonov's probably not going to play in this one. They've announced him out. Yeah, it's or, jo- there's a rookie. Joseph Wall is, is going to start. Now, I will give credit where, you know, we have to. Wall came in um, and tried his, you know, his best in that game against Florida and, and was, you know, okay. But the moment might be too big for him. I, I just, I don't feel confident. In, in backing Toronto, even though I don't think they get swept, I just don't feel confident in it. Here's what I would feel confident in. And maybe it's because I'm I'm in an over mood. Uh-huh. I think we see goals. Because if Toronto's going to win, they have to get to Bobrovsky, which means they're going to have to score at least three. And I can't trust Joseph Wall. I know the games have gone under in this series, but maybe this is the game that goes over. I'm looking at Wall. Seven games for Toronto he played. Mm-hmm. In the regular season. Yep. 6-0-1, oh, the 932 save percentage. It's pretty solid. Yeah. But there's a reason why he is not the starter. Sure. Or the, you know, like the Yes. He 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 had limited action this season. And he was able to uh pick up wins against Columbus. Yeah, not not real good. Montreal? No. Calgary? Okay. Nashville. Yeah, but you know what? Did we look at the Panthers as like a team that was way better no, than those no, teams? No, like, what I'm saying, like he he played against two he played against uh he played against the Rangers. That was a playoff team, gave up two goals, so three two win. Played against Tampa, that was a playoff team, gave okay. up three goals. But yeah. I th- I kinda wanna back the Maple Leafs tonight. I I I, I, I think they lose in I five. I don't hate it. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you not to do it. I just think that I think how about this? 4-3 Toronto wins. Okay. I, I could deal with that. 4-3 Toronto. It's going to be 4-2, and then Panthers get a late goal. Make it 4-3. Make it interesting. All right. All right. Uh, Vegas at Edmonton. VGK leads the series two games to one. This has been a fun series because we've had a lot of goals. But for the past two nights, we've had a bunch of goals early on. And nothing late. In game two, there were five goals, four goals scored in the first period. The game ended 5-1 and went under the total of six and a half. In game three, there was three goals scored in the first period, three goals scored in the second period. And that was it. And the game ended 5-1 and went under the total of six and a half. Guess where I'm going tonight? Over okay six and a half. We break. You said you were in an in an over. We feeling. buck the trend. I think we get goals tonight between Vegas and Edmonton, uh, and I'm gonna go back to the well with what I did in game number three, which is back Vegas at plus a goal and a half. Uh, I do think that they are certainly live dogs, as we saw in game two. They can win as a road underdog, and I think that if this is a close game. We could get overtime, and if you go into overtime, the plus one and a half yeah. is a free win. So uh, the juice is not heavy at all because Edmonton's minus one eighty in this game. So Vegas plus a goal and a half, minus one forty five. That's where I'm at for this game plus the over. We got a lot of day baseball today, AJ. A's and Yankees. A's will look to avoid the sweep with your boy Kyle Muller on the hill. Yeah, against Johnny Brito. Oof. Totals nine and a half. Now this feels kind of overy. Yeah, I, I said that yesterday 
about the Clark Schmidt start. Mm-hmm. I think, boy, I might ten yeah. five. Yeah, and I think Aaron Judge being back in the lineup helps the uh, mm-hmm. helps the Yankees. Like everybody else is getting better pitches. I think over's the way to look here. Yankees minus two twenty five. Rockies at the Pirates. Uh, Antonio Sanzatella goes for Colorado. Rich Hill for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh minus one forty five. Total eight and a half. Tigers at the Guardians. Eduardo Rodriguez uh, is going for the Tigers. Peyton Bedenfield going for Cleveland. Cleveland minus one twenty five. Total of seven and a half. I feel like you like Erod and the Tigers as dogs. Kind of do. Yeah. Chaboy Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah. Coming off a great start. People are haters. I don't yeah. know why. Dodgers at the Brewers. This I, I got this one circled a bit. Dodgers are minus 165. Clayton Kershaw's on the mound against Wade Miley. Now, why do I have this one circled? Because I feel like the first five under is the way to go. Milwaukee is the worst offense in baseball against lefties. Ooh. Clayton Kershaw is a left-handed pitcher. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He throws the ball with his left hand. Okay. The Dodgers <laughs> are the the let's see. One Dodgers are the seventh worst team in baseball against lefties. Wade Miley is a left-handed pitcher. Yeah. Oh. Totals eight in this game. You like over. No, I like the first five under. Wow. What? What? Yeah. Why why? Because we have two bad offenses against lefty pitchers. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Putting dollars it all together. Dollars and cents. Putting it all together. Edward Cabrera starts for the Marlins <laughs> against Merrill Kelly of the Diamondbacks in Arizona. Love me some D-backs here. Uh, Rangers at the Mariners. Seattle minus 190. Luis Castillo against Dane Dunning. Total in this one, seven. That's so low, but Dane Dunning's been fantastic the for Mariners Texas. The Mariners pitching has been fantastic. And the Mariners pitching has been excellent. And this has been a low-scoring uh, series here so far. Mariners with a 5 nothing win yesterday. Uh, the Rangers with a 2-1 win in the first game of this series. So not a lot of runs being scored there at T-Mobile. Uh, the Nationals at the Giants. Josiah Gray going up against Sean Manaya. Manaya's got to bounce back in a big way. He's got a 7.33 ERA. Blue Jays at the Phillies. Kevin Gosman against Zach Wheeler. This is an even spread with a total of 8.5. I didn't play the over last night, and I wanted to because I didn't trust those pitchers. I trust these guys a little bit more. Let's just say that. Astros picked up a big win yesterday. They're at the Angels. Christian Javier gets the start for Houston. They're minus 125. Griffin Canning going for the Angels. Total is nine and a half. The Rays, they lost. They yesterday. lost a game yeah. on Zach Eflin Day even. Crazy. Uh, they're minus 120 at Baltimore. Jalen Beeks will be the opener for the Rays. Dean Kramer goes for Baltimore. I don't mess with the Rays on these bullpen days. Yeah, nope. The Mets at the Reds. Justin Verlander getting the start for the Mets. Hunter Green goes for the Reds. Mets are minus 160. Total of nine. Mets losing yesterday 7-6 to the Reds. Total of nine in a Justin Verlander game. Hmm. Verlander looked good. Feels weird. Yeah. Does feel weird. Verlander looked good in that in, in his first start, so maybe an under here, maybe, maybe a first five under. Maybe Hunter Green strikes out uh, a bunch of Mets. Red Sox at the Braves. Braves haven't announced the pitcher yet. Brian Bello will go for Boston. White Sox at the Royals. Lance Linde. It's fade Lance Linde. Let's go. Brad Keller goes for KC. Chicago's minus one thirty. Boy, I don't want to lay it with Lance Lynn. Mm, no. Hmm. Man, can I trust the Royals? 
No. I don't think so either. <laughs> Seth Lugo gets the start for the Padres. My boy, Pablo Lopez, goes for the Twins. Minnesota minus 130. Uh, Minnesota lost 6-1 last night. Their third straight loss. Uh, and then we have the Cubs hosting the Cardinals. Chicago looking to avoid the sweep. Break up the uh, the Cardinals. They've won three straight games. Crazy. Jordan Montgomery goes for the Cardinals. Justin Steele goes for the Cubs. Steele 5-0 and with a 1-4-5 ERA. Now, I do think the Cubs win this game, but a Justin Steele win is probably bad for my Zach Gallon Cy Young ticket. <laughs> I think so. it's, a, it's a long season. You'll <laughs> you're, be right, right. you're right. You're right. It is a long season. While recording the dream preview last night, we had a chance to talk to Steve Fezzik about the NFL schedule release, which is coming, coming up, up here tomorrow. On, yeah. Well, you know what's going to happen is we're going to get some leaks coming in today yeah. with like the international games and whatnot. So uh, we were curious how Fez is going to utilize this information to play some futures. Well, I'm just looking flat out for bookmaker mistakes that just has teams obviously misaligned. So that won't have anything to do with the schedule, frankly. My first peruse is just to look at, at um, faux pas and, and bad numbers that the books put up, go ahead and put up. And then probably the next day I'll be digging into the actual schedule for really good or really bad spots. You know, the Thursday games stand out. You don't want to go on the road on Thursday. And if you go on the road, you don't want to travel. We've done the pregame.com research. You don't, you don't want to travel more than 1,000 miles for a Thursday road game. So if the bookmakers aren't adjusting for that bad travel, that's an auto fade to bet against the Thursday team road, you know, traveling a great distance. Um, Things to be aware of. The AFC plays nine home games this year. I'm always a proponent of playing unders because the market is a slightly too high. If you add, if you take the average of all the team season win number, it's 8.4. I'm sorry. It's like 8.56 right now. It should be like 8.44 because it should be 8.5 adjusted for a chance of a tie less than 8.5, like 8.44. That sounds trivial, 8.56 versus 8.44. It's not trivial. It basically, if a book is dealing minus 110 in each direction pricing, it eliminates the vague plus two cents. So if you played every team under, all things being going according to form with normal variance, you should eke out a slight profit. If you play every team to go over, you should get your teeth kicked in. So you want to look to play unders, but the strength of schedule that they report on all these teams never adjusts for the ninth extra home game. So because of that, I will be looking to play NFC teams to go under for my season win bets, my initial ones. Not necessarily all the teams, but selectively. So uh, Adam Schefter on Monday tweeted out some changes to the NFL schedule, including there will be a Black Friday game for the first time ever. Uh, that, but the, the big thing is teams can be on Thursday night football more than once now, hmm. and not every team is guaranteed a primetime game anymore. So in, in the past, it's been every team plays one Thursday night game. Is that way everybody has one primetime game. Now they're saying well, there's some teams that people don't want to see in primetime. So if you're a fan of that team, tell your team to get better. Condolences to your Houston Texans. Probably so. And the Arizona Cardinals. But the, my thought was now playing a primetime game for these bad teams is almost like, like in the past, it felt like no one cared if they were playing Thursday night football. Like they weren't going to be up for it. Could you see team bad teams being up now for their primetime appearances? 
I could. It, it it should be their only you know feature game. So now that they don't have a feature game, maybe they get up for division games more. What do you think about the international contests? We know that the Bills, Titans, Jaguars, Chiefs, and Patriots will host international games this season. We're going to repeat that. The Bills, Titans, Jaguars, Chiefs, and Patriots will all host international games this season. Those games will be announced, uh, I believe, tomorrow on Wednesday. We'll find out the games in London and Germany. Obviously, we can go ahead and assume the Jaguars in London because they have that deal. You know, they are the the London Jaguars. But how does that affect you playing possibly a win total on those teams because it's one less home game that they do play? And also, how do do you factor in the travel spot because some teams may elect to not have the bye after an international game? Remember, they have the choice. Do they want the bye or do they not want the bye? After an international game, international games are bad. International home games are bad. Unfortunately, the NFL looks to have done a clever thing here. The AFC gets nine home games, while these teams, AFC now, teams, now they get eight. They're yeah. all yeah. All they made all the AFC teams home, such that um, we don't get the um, a situation where a team only gets seven true home games. Mm-hmm. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, um, that's all- fair. <laughs> yep. And obviously we know, because we know the opponents already. We don't know when the games are, but we know who each team is going to play. And if I'm on the road uh, in Germany, mm-hmm. I, it's a pain in the butt to travel to Germany, but now I don't have to play an Arrowhead, so it kind of cancels. That's, that's a good point, yeah. yeah. Uh, we do know, or and, it, and obviously depending on what time of the year it is, you don't have to go up to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go to London instead. Um, but we will have 14 playoff rematches this season, including a Super Bowl rematch between the Eagles and the Chiefs. How do those rematches go into your handicaps? Do you look at last year's playoff games as a way to look at what you think will happen in this year's games? I'm contrarian. I would I would look oppo. Um, but, again, all playoff games are not created equal. So, um, I mean, I, I want no part, for instance, of Kansas City against, against Philly. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I can tell you automatically I'm going to bet Philly or I'm going to pass that game. Other games, it depends on the circumstances and the situations and how the playoff game, you know, played out. I'm thinking about like San Francisco, for instance, Philly. Um, you know, San Fran didn't even have a quarterback, so, yeah, yeah. so I want no part of Philly in that game. I would look towards betting the Niners or passing that game. So, Fez, I guess with the with the schedule coming out, how big of an opportunity is this for you? Like when you're looking at NFL win win total numbers, like is is this a big opportunity for you to pounce? No, it's oh. um. A, <laughs> As a sports better, you're an advantage gambler. And the number one thing about being an advantage gambler is bet stuff that's really beatable. It's like a poker player. Spot games with lousy poker players. So now we have content providers all over the universe that they know NFL's king. And they've already nonstop been talking about teams they like and teams they don't like. And we've already seen some movement on season wins on teams. And, yes, there will be some slight edges that will be had. But there's nothing of any – you remember, you're tying up your money for – what month is this? I think it's May. Is it May? It is, still. You're tying up your money for eight months to bet stuff that you might not even win at, all right? You, you, your edge – I mean, you're, you're basically looking for something that's off by half a game. That would be really good to find something off at by half a game. That means it's off by 45 cents. To compare and contrast, college football season wins just came out, all right? There are people out there that bet Colorado under five and a half wins. 
I didn't bet them under five and a half. Why? Because I'm working on the NFL and I'm a dumbo. Because Colorado is not winning five and a half games. If you bet the opening number or under five and a half, you won already. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you you that's a ninety three percent bet. Okay, you get where I'm going. Yeah. So you're you really should just be focusing on college football and and the, the schedules in college football and those season wins and those power ratings. If you want to win, if you want to have fun and it's entertaining, you know this is enormously entertaining to go through the schedule and everything. Now I will say. I'm I'm going to be more likely to be really looking hard at the lines, the sides, and the totals on all the games to get you know really good bets. I don't have to wait till January to cash, and that's real really where my main focus will be. But still, that is utter garbage compared to the stuff that's out there in college football. And frankly, I think I'm going to spend a lot more time on college football this year versus the past in the NFL because although I need to come on and this is has to be a point of emphasis for this to be a really great podcast and the like. It is one of the most difficult poker games in the world, and college football is not. College football is much more beatable, and frankly, my numbers show that, you know, in my own betting. And, Fez, maybe that's something you and I can uh, sit down and work together on because uh, I've, I've made a couple of uh, college football season win total wagers myself, including that, a Colorado wager, uh, not a Colorado over wager. And uh, so that would maybe, be a Colorado under. That would be a Colorado under wager. So man, my clients will be getting theirs uh, sometime this month. So maybe you and I can sit down and go over some college football, pick off some of the weak players at the table. I think we should both make a commitment that as a few more books post and it becomes somewhat widely available that you and I give out some college football season wins sometime during May. Can we do that? It's done. Beautiful. We want to thank you guys for listening to Straight Out of Vegas AM. If you are listening on RJ Bell's Dream Preview podcast feed, uh, thanks for making the Dream Preview the number one podcast in the sports category on Apple Podcasts. But do us a favor, follow Straight Out of Vegas AM wherever you get your podcasts from. Just search Straight Out of Vegas, O U T T A, Straight Out of Vegas, and never miss an episode from AJ and myself. And go to pregame.com where you can get two free best bets if you are a new member sign up for free because all new members get $25 right away and then you can use our $30 coupon May 30 May 30 is going to get you $30 off so basically a free best bet with this coupon code May 30 or you can save $30 on our new Rest of May All Access. It's a discounted subscription. Basically, you pay $30 less for the rest of the month of May. You get every pick in every sport from your favorite pregame pro for the rest of this month. So take $30 off using the promo code MAY30 at pregame.com. For A.J. Hoffman, R.J. Bell, Steve Fezzik, Mackenzie Rivers, I'm Scott Sattenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.